Hey there, welcome to the Kitchen Sink Podcast. I'm Camille, and this is the podcast for women that want to create a dream kitchen without stress and costing a fortune. If you like no fluff, tell it like it is remodeling advice from a cabinet maker with over 30 years experience, then you are in the right place. I am so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hey there, welcome in. I am so glad that you joined me today. Uh, this is the Kitchen Sink Podcast and my name is Camille. I am the uh, kitchen cabinet maker slash countertop fabricator slash remodeler. And um, if that seems like a weird combination of things, um, it kind of is. You know, there's not a lot of us women out there doing what I've been doing. Um, and so I have this podcast where I share a lot of my information, my knowledge, and, you know, really try to bring women into this, this industry so they are empowered. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the mission of the show and what I believe in and, and, you know, a little bit of my background so that you guys, you know, know something about me and um, have, get the bigger picture, right? Understand, you know, why I do what I do. And um, so I live in California and I've been a uh, cabinet maker and a kitchen remodeler for over two decades. And I've done all kinds of kitchens, lo lots of little tiny kitchens and big fancy kitchens, pretty much, you know, every combination of kitchen that you can imagine. And I've had both good and positive or positive and negative experiences inside of that, uh, that industry. So this podcast is a uh, relaunch of a podcast that I had for over four years where I interviewed a lot of my clients and I, um, you know, we delved pretty deeply into the kitchen. Uh, but I wanted to do something a little bit different. I'm, I'm very frequently asked, you know, well, how did you get into this business and why are you doing this? And, and, you know, why are you so passionate about women feeling really super empowered in this space? So I wanted to give a little background of me and how I came to do this and, and give you a little idea of why I think I'm different, right? What I think is unique about my perspective on kitchen remodeling. Now, you may be washing dishes right now or working out or doing something with your children. So you can just kind of sit back and listen to this very uh, short version of a very long process for me going from being a business and marketing consultant where I dressed up in a suit every day and, you know, uh, was in an office and had a very different life to becoming a carpenter. So I will get into that. But before I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, the, the show and why it's so important to me. I, I have been in this industry now for a long time and I've seen it not change a lot. And honestly, that really super frustrates me. Uh, I can remember, you know, over 27 years ago, having almost the exact same conversations with the clients that I was newly learning about then. And I'm still having those conversations inside of my program. I run an online group program, a membership program where uh, we help you design your kitchen and go through that process. And I do that, you know, virtually all over the country now, but I'm still having the exact same conversations that I had way back then. So that is still a little frustrating to me that the industry has not changed very much. Women are still uh, really undermined. They are still kind of, um, their opinions are looked down on. 
They are still not frequently um, asked for what they're looking for in the kitchen. It's just like a superficial question, like, what do you want it to look like? But really, there's very little help with understanding the functionality of the kitchen, right? So I'm still fighting the good fight. I'm still out here trying to teach women uh, that they themselves have to actually know what to look for and what to ask for, that that's not going to just happen automatically. I guess I was thinking after three decades that uh, some of these male contractors would kind of get it. Maybe they'd buy my book. Maybe they'd listen to my show and they'd copy some of my ideas and then just start doing it with their clients. But that actually still has not happened. I kind of still feel like I'm the only person out here talking about some of these issues. And um, so some of the stuff I talk about might be a little shocking, might be a little like, what? I can't believe she just said that. I can't believe that's actually happening in the industry. But it's the reality of what I still see each and every day. So the goal of this show is to empower you, the woman. This show is made just for women and about women that are going through the kitchen remodeling process or about to start the process or would love a dream kitchen and they don't know how to do that for less money and less stress. So that's what this show is all about. And the side benefit is that I'm hoping it will um, give you a lot of internal confidence to make hard decisions, deal with large amounts of money, uh, ask for what you want, make sure you get what you want, understand the process, uh, be able to sort of look for problems before they happen so that you can avoid a lot of things. And that's really what I'm trying to do is shift the narrative around kitchen remodeling for women. Now, I know you're thinking, well, surely everybody's doing this. Um, no, I can tell you they're not. Uh, there's high-end kitchen designers who are very good at their work and, um, you know, charge a lot of money. And then there's the rest of us, right? Most women do not have access to a high-end kitchen designer. That's just the reality, right? So if you do good for you, boo, like I'm not, I'm not, you know, talking about you specifically. I'm just saying for the average woman, the average woman that has a family or a single professional or something in between, maybe you're retired, maybe you want to do your forever kitchen and you don't want to pay seven, eight, nine thousand dollars for a kitchen design designer, or you don't even know a good one. Or I have a lot of women that don't even know how to pick a good kitchen designer. So you're kind of left out of this conversation. And not only that, a lot of kitchen designers, you'll hear me say, uh, I'm not a fan of kitchen designers. I see a lot of women getting taken advantage of a lot of times. And so if you're an amazing kitchen designer, I am not talking about you, right? But if you're the kind of person that comes in and wants to charge the biggest amount of budget that you can, and very little thought has gone into functionality, uh, you're probably not going to want to listen to this show. <laughs> I can just tell you, I'm not a fan of those people. So, uh, and that's because I see my clients getting taken advantage of those, of, by those people, right? Um, so this show is for the average woman who wants to uh, plan and implement a, a dream kitchen, uh, find ways to save some money, find ways to be in control of that process and really understand the process. That's what this is about. And I'm hoping I can shift the narrative on that. And I'm also hoping that it's still a very highly dominated male dominated space, right? And I think women would thrive in this industry. So I am a super, um, a highly, you know, really, really, really want women to come into the industry. And I think there's a lot of room for growth for 
cabinet makers, for female cabinet makers, for females to get into this space, not just as the designer, as the actual builder, right? So you're going to hear me talk probably a lot about that because I am the actual builder, right? I know how the actual cabinet gets put together, gets cut up and assembled and finished. Um, I did all of that in my shop. Uh, before I retired three years ago, I had 14 women in my shop. So I've done that whole entire gamut of a process. So when I say how much I know that co- that cabinet costs, I really know how much it costs to build, right? Because I've built it many, many times. Uh, so that's part of the, the mission of the show. And then the second part of the mission is to really make it a lot less in- intimidating. Uh, I know that there's a lot of terminology, there's money, there's process, there's contractors, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces. And of course you've heard all the horror stories. So I can understand why a lot of women are really intimidated by it. And I'm hoping that I can be your coach. I can be that person right behind you. That's going to help you walk through this kind of scary process. Like a lot of my students have in my program. And, um, yeah. So how might this affect you, right? How, how would this show maybe affect you? How would it feel if you knew more about this process? Well, I can tell you, you make better decisions. You'll be a lot less likely to just sign up for the first person that comes across your door. You'll be able to highlight when there's a problem. You'll be able to highlight when you're being ripped off. And, um, you know, how is that going to work for your family? Well, it's going to help your family save money. It's going to help you feel more in control, uh, have helpfully go through the process with a sense of ease and peace instead of stress. And so that's what I'm hoping to bring to you. And I thank you for listening. So let me talk a little bit about my background and, um, you know, why, why I'm different, why this process is different for me. Uh, you see, I was not a kitchen person, right? I grew up, um, in the foothills of California. My dad was a contractor. So, you know, I was comfortable, quote unquote, comfortable around tools, comfortable on a job site. Um, because I was just a kid, I was around it all the time. And, uh, I did a lot of work with my dad. So I wasn't, I wasn't really scared of power tools. Right. Um, but I went off to college, uh, and decided I wanted to be a business owner. So I went to business school and I really loved the problem solving aspect of, um, you know, trying to figure out how to make a business work, right. How to start one, how to grow it, how to, how to find customers, how to make more money. So I really loved that part of my job. And I eventually ended up becoming a teacher, um, a graduate level teacher teaching marketing. And I really loved my students. Uh, I loved helping them plan, you know, create business plans and, and get money and funding and then go off and create successful businesses. So that part of it, I absolutely loved, but I didn't know a lot about mental health at that point. And after several years of doing that, I really got depressed. I was really, really burning the candle at every single possible end. And I was way overworked, way overstressed. And I kind of had a little bit of a nervous breakdown, to be honest. And I was, you know, super, super depressed. And I didn't know it at the time. And uh, this was a long time ago before people talked about depression like they do now. And so I kind of just fell out of love with every single thing that I was doing. And so I eventually had to shut that business down. And I was in that process. It took about a year for me to kind of like take care of myself again, get my health back, start eating again. 
Um, I lost a ton of weight and, and really learn about mental health, learn about depression. And so in that process, I was kind of like starting completely over. I had spent all this time and money, you know, building my career, getting a two bachelor's and a master's degree in marketing. And I was like, now what am I going to do? Oh my God. Like now what am I going to do? Right. Uh, I've completely screwed my life up. (laughs) So, you know, I was really struggling there for a while. And eventually my sister, bless her soul. She finally, after being tired of listening to all my complaining about what am I going to do with my life? She was the one who said, you know, for God's sakes, like you remodeled all your houses, like on the side with your business, you, you do DIY stuff all the time. You are constantly building or redoing something. Like it's clear that's what you love to do. And I didn't, I hadn't really thought about it, but that was my only mental health break was all the little projects I was doing on like the house I'd bought and I had a rental property and my neighbor's houses and my friend's houses and my boyfriend's houses, you know, in the background, that's what I was doing, right? That was my free time. And so it really inspired something in me. It really sparked something. And I, even though I was very, very much scared of starting literally at the bottom, um, I, there was something about it that was intriguing. I really missed working with my hands, right? I had grown up doing that with my dad and now I was just, I was always in my head. I was always, you know, I wasn't physically doing anything except for those things on the weekends. So she inspired me and I eventually, uh, just through sheer like procrastination of being too scared to start, I eventually one day got fed up and I decided to just walk onto a job site. It was a hundred degrees here in Northern California. It was super hot. I'm Norwegian, a small white Norwegian who burns very easily. Uh, I was like 110 pounds there at that time. So I was small. I looked really young, but I, there was something about it. Like I knew I knew enough to maybe bluff my way into something. So I just walked onto a local job site I could see they were doing something with apartments and I said, I want a job. And the foreman, the guy that was in charge, I'm sure was completely shocked, uh, literally was startled and did not know what to say. And I, he said, well, come back tomorrow and let's see what, you know, we can, let's see if we can start you on something. And, um, needless to say, I went back to my car and I literally started crying. I'm not kidding. I walked right off of the job site, like a block away I got into my car and I just broke down crying. But, but there was something about that. I had like punched through a major fear, right? I had just broken right through that fear. And so that was just my release of like, I was so relieved to actually just be doing something, right? Be facing something that really scared me, which was, I didn't actually know if I could do it. And so something about that, like inspired me enough to get up at 6am the next day I got ready and I took the tools I had and I went back to that job site and that guy was just as shocked, (laughs) like absolutely blown away that this small white Norwegian woman, uh, was standing who I probably looked about 14 years old, um, was standing there saying, yeah, I'm ready to work. Like, what are we going to do today? And I think again, because he just could not believe I was there. He just was like, well, the guys are digging ditches for irrigation today. You can start with that. And so I did, I dug all day long in the hundred degree, hundred degree heat next to all these lovely Mexican guys who were super sweet to me, who didn't have a 
could not believe I was there. Uh, they had no idea what I was doing there and they treated me really super sweet. And I just dug those ditches all day long. And, um, it was absolutely, you know, of course, exhausting, right? Exhausting. I was sunburned. I was super sore and tired, but I made it through the day and I really proved something to myself. I proved that I could do something super hard and something that really scared me. Right. And I wasn't really sure if I could actually pull that off. And so I, you know, at the end of the day, he's like, okay, um, come back tomorrow. And I just kept doing that day after day after day until eventually he moved me into the inside of the house. And he asked me, you know, do you know anything? Can you do any skills? And I said, yeah, I can do baseboard. So I started doing baseboard. Then I was doing crumb molding. Then he taught me how to sheetrock and texture. Then he taught me how to install windows. Like it was just one little thing after another. And I just kind of kept moving up towards that. But I can tell you that that first day or the second day when I finished digging ditches was like the happiest day. That was the happiest I'd been in a really long time. I just floated away from that job site because I knew this was the start of my next career. I knew I could do this at that point. So um, long story short, I'll, t I'll tell it in another episode where I really talk about from that job site, how did I actually become a you know, well-known kitchen remodeler in my area and run a very successful company for many, many years, um, employed a lot of women. I'll tell that story in a different episode because it's, it's long, it's several years long. And, uh, but I like telling, you know, this beginning story because it gives you the context of why I'm different, right? Part of what happened to me in that my first couple of years when I started, when I eventually found kitchens was that I realized I looked at kitchens really differently because I, I had no previous experience, right? So I was very objective about the process and I was an avid cook then. I still am now. I love cooking. So I knew that like just watching what they were doing wasn't jibing with me. It wasn't fitting, right? I was like, that's not how you should design a kitchen. I remember thinking that at, even at the very beginning, right? I knew almost nothing about cabinet design. I knew very little about client management and the pro the kitchen process and like how much it costs. I like knew nothing. And even then when I was working for certain people, I remember like watching how they manage their kitchen jobs and thinking, that's not a great process. Like that can't be literally what you're doing, right? So I'm going to talk about that in another episode of how I came up with my signature process called DFIO, Design from the Inside Out. I wrote a book about it. I've been doing it for over 10,000 kitchens for all these years. And there's a reason why it's so incredibly successful because it's really a different way of looking at a kitchen. And that becomes from my background of business development problem solving, right? What's the real problem here? Where, where are people really getting stuck? And so as you'll listen to the rest of the episodes, you'll start to get a sense of, I'm always looking for this core issue, not just the surface stuff, right? And so I'm going to share a lot of that with you, but I just wanted you to know a little bit about, about where I come from and uh, why I look at things really differently and why you may hear different things on this show. Uh, we're also going to be, we will still continue, continue interviewing past clients and women that have gone through my program. And, uh, another thing that is really super important to me and a mission of this show is that, you know, the remodeling industry is a traditionally very white male industry. And I'm really trying to sh shake that narrative. I want, um, I have a lot of large range of women inside my program 
And I really don't like using the word diversity because it has like a really negative connotation, I think. But it's really like if you have felt left out, if you're a black woman and you have felt left out of the conversation, that men talk down to you, that they don't even really look at you, that, you know, you're always perceived to not have money or not know what you're doing. If you're a Hispanic woman and you are treated poorly when contractors show up at your job site, like this is the show for you. This is the group for you. Okay. I go to great extents to try to share this message with a very wide range of women, um, not just uh, different, you know, kinds of women, different class levels, different monetary, like maybe you have a small budget, a large budget. Um, but it's really for all those women that feel left out of the conversation and feel like they're kind of tired of the, um, you know, predominantly white male narrative. This is, going to be a lot of the conversations I'm going to be having are around some of these side issues. Um, specifically, I can think of several women in my program who were given, um, you know, this may or may not shock you, but were given job site quotes that were 20% more simply because of the color of their skin. And I'm not kidding. That still happens. And I'm trying to eradicate that. I'm trying to get those women to have a lot of knowledge so they really understand what they're get looking for. So that's the other part of this show. And so I want you to feel welcome to come on in. And another little side thing of the show is that you can always submit questions to the show. I'm going to have a once a month, a question answer session where I'm going to answer your questions. So if you've got a question, if you've got a problem, if you're struggling with something and you're not sure exactly what to do, you can write into the show. I'm going to put my email inside the show notes, and I would love to start a conversation with you ladies out there around the country and really help you get an irresistible dream kitchen for less money for less stress, and to really enjoy the process. All right. So thanks so much for listening. And the next episode, I'm going to go deep into why it doesn't have to be hard, right? Why a kitchen remodel does not have to be as complicated as you think it is. Talk soon. Great kitchen design and incredible functionality should not cost an arm and a leg. That's why I created Kitchen Remodel Rockstar, a membership group exclusive for women that's affordable, honest, and direct. For just $97 a month, we help you explore all those choices running around in your head like, how big is a granite slab? And which color should I pick? Is porcelain better than stainless steel? And what will it cost? Should I buy a farmhouse sink in single or double bowl? Or maybe what type of cabinets should I buy? Should I buy custom? Should I do a reface? I'm really lost, right? And finally, how do I even figure out the ideal cabinet layout? Well, that and so much more is what we cover inside of KRR. It's like kitchen therapy, because let's face it, planning a kitchen remodel is stressful. So many decisions to make, it's hard to know who to trust. And that's where I come in. Look, my program has helped over 10,000 women across the country create their own kitchen system that blends high-end functionality with gorgeous design without overdrafting your checking account. So jump on in today and let's see how we can help you get your dream kitchen for less stress and money. Just like Jessica, quote, I can't believe how much I learned already. This was worth the cost and it's been two days. I am so excited to start exploring countertop options now. My anxiety is completely gone. Thank you, thank you for this group. So hey, I really wanna add your story one day and I hope you join. 
because this is a safe and affordable place for women just like you to explore what they want to create in their dream kitchen and get straightforward answers in real time. Just think, for $97, there's no more waiting or wondering if you're making the right decision. Now you will feel confident in every single choice and know that you have created the best dream kitchen you can for you. I hope to see you inside the club today. Go over to krr.com to sign up. That's kitchenremodelrockstar.com today.